This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. You got me, Kevin Hagland. You've got Corey Majors. You have Joey Erickson. And joining us... In Mike Bassick's stead today is Derek Holland. Good morning to all of you fine gentlemen. Hello. Oh, hi there, Kevin. I was That's taking a, you too. You're a fine picture gentleman. of Derek Holland so I could post it on the Twitters okay. and the Facebooks and let everybody know that our friend's hanging out with us again today. That is super cool. I just cool. like that you guys called to have me fill in because you knew that Mike was going to be sick. Today. How on earth? would He's not even sick. His that's kid's true. sick. Yeah, that's true. So, but like, how how on earth would we have known that, Derek? We there's no way we could have known. You guys have kids. That no, that is valid. Corey actually. told me he hoped, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, man, that is no, controversial. I would never say no, that. I'm just kidding. I love Mike. I think you guys were giving me a tryout, so that way you didn't have to bring Mike back. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, that is so we can only replace him with another major league pitcher. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna let him go. Okay. Oh, who's, who's I gonna don't want to do that if it's not if it's not Mike. You know. It's got to be Derek. Yeah, it's got to be, be Derek. So we need to strike through. If it's not him, we'll bring in Carlos Rodon and mm-hmm. we'll be rolling. Yeah, yeah. Like All right. Deal. Wow. And I Nolan. mean, one way or another, he'll probably be in the Metroplex. So I wanted to actually start this off with let's go cut number eight because we're going to start off talking about them Mavs. The double. Finney Smith. Bullock. He's driving it. And looks for Finney Smith. It's a loose ball. You wow. heard what he said. <laughs> it was an incredible shot on a game that the third quarter was less than pleasing, but they did get the win and ended up beating the Clippers. Although at halftime, it looked like they might beat the Clippers by 40 points. And so the game clearly tightened up from there. But Luka Magic gets it done. What were y'all's feelings about Luka? I guess and Dinwiddie yesterday playing a massive amount of minutes. And it looks like he might be without one or both this evening. Dinwiddie's going to have to play a massive amount of minutes for this team. because it's probably true. He's your next best option. Like you don't have, you don't have Dwayne Wade running with LeBron here. You have another version of it. But that's your guy, and so you got to run to with handle that. the ball. Yeah, for sure. Like that's your guy that you're expecting is going to give you those extra points or distribute those extra points somewhere throughout the team. Luca, like you kind of expect those moments. I did see that he he shushed the the crowd after the game or after that shot. But he was like, I wasn't shushing the crowd. Why? Would, he was like, I just wanted to celebrate. I just, I, all I wanted to do was celebrate, and I don't. I would never shush our crowd though. And I I, I like that he confirmed that real quick. I feel like it was more of a shush to the the Clippers for um, sure. But I. I Luca just continues to be Luca all all the time. Every time he's out there, it's like, what are we going to see next? What can this guy possibly do next? The thing I want to sh- throw out there too is, 
you got to give credit to Dorian Finney-Smith. He had himself a game yesterday, too. He also played a lot of minutes as well. And Bullock, he was getting his shot. He made some important shots for the Mavs, too. I I, I didn't get to see the whole game, uh, but I saw the ending of it. And he was making some key shots, too. I mean, it, it's just huge. we got to have Dinwiddie out there. As Mike would say, too, we need somebody else that can can dribble the ball around, move it around, yeah. because it's it's so heavily balanced on Luka. And one thing that I, I want to bring up that me and Mike talked about before was when the Mavs played against Portland, Portland has basically the same offense as the Mavs. It, everything goes through Damian Lillard. And that's what we, we have to mimic is what they did. And they used, they, they moved the ball so well, and it was very noticeable when they played against the Mavs. That's what the Mavs need to do is kind of mimic that same thing that that Portland does. Now, granted, they're they're doing that. They move the ball fairly well. We're just slow. That's the other thing, too. Now, I have something else to kind of go along with this that's more generalized NBA in addition. But what want, about giving up all these big leads and late in the game? Kevin? You know, how are you going to fix this? That What's it, a bigger problem for you right now? The fact that the Cowboys can't stop the run or that the Mavericks keep giving up big leads late in games? Mavericks. I think so too because really interesting because that's <laughs> that seems like even at this stage in the season that has already cost the Mavericks more losses than it's cost the Cowboys. Okay, all right. You know like I feel like there's only it's only the Packers game that I discernibly point to and be like well, if you were able to stop the run, you're probably going to win that game. Yep. Whereas the Mavericks, I feel like there's been a couple of times where, although there's also been an equal amount of times where they've still won, it's just been far more like tension building. Like last night, if you're just looking at the box score, you're like, oh, heck of a shot from Luka, heck of a game. That's awesome. But if you didn't catch the first half, when they were just whipping their ass at every mm-hmm. single turn, you might not have known like the wild ebbs and flows of this game. Now, one of the reasons that go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what was the largest margin of the lead yesterday? And they've done it in multiple games. I feel like it usually it was at least Portland, it was 22. Well, Portland was 16. They came back. Oh, yeah. You said 22 against uh, the Clippers. I mean, there's got to be something. I-, I think one thing that plays a factor, though, is the refs do control that. You know, you're going to get the quick change from the refs, which creates the momentum for the other team, too. They stop that momentum that the Mavs have. 25 at one point. 22 at Phoenix, 16 versus OKC, 10 at Orlando, and 14 at Washington, and they led by 25 last night. Uh, last season, they were 48-8 and eight when taking 10-point-plus leads. Uh, two years ago, forty-one and two, and now wow, that's not their forty-one and two. <laughs> yeah, so let's, we need to get back to that. Let's do that <laughs> now. In terms of tonight's game, now you do have the feeble Rockets. However, Boba. Spencer Dinwiddie and Luca they combined to play eighty-one points, and Jason Kidd seemed to insinuate that one, if not both, will get a rest tonight. So I think it's a pretty decent bet that you will see one, if not both, of them sitting out against the Rockets. I, I got a question to to Derek, because, Kevin, you will play through anything. I've seen it happen before. You the, are my hero. Yeah, it is As pretty I inspirational because he can just tell his, his blood cells to get after it. You know what it is? It's because he's better. <laughs> better. <laughs> Jason Kidd said the other day uh, that he talked to Luca about resting a little bit and taking the night off or whatever, and Luca told him, I'll tell you when I need rest. And listen... I trust I trust the most competitive people to know what they're supposed to do. But sometimes guys will maybe they are trying to fight through something, maybe there's a contract. It's not that way with Luca, but 
guys have to be very honest with their coaches about those things because their coaches have to be able to trust I'm putting that guy out there knowing he can do all those things. But does that happen all the time? Yeah, it's tough, too, because sometimes, like, maybe you are dealing with something. Clearly, we know Luca's not. Nobody is. I want to make sure that's out there, that nobody's dealing with anything. It's just a back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, it's just more of kid being smart, like, hey, let's just save it. We, you know, we don't need you to go out there. We can rely on some other guys. And to me, honestly, if it is Luca, we're going to get to see more of the guys actually try to step up. Let's see who the guy can be to step up when Luca's not on the court. Because we see it when... Lucas sits out in the second quarter. Who are the guys? Who who can we count on that can right. keep this lead or keep the momentum going? Now, granted, you are going to run into if, let's say, something was wrong, guys are going to try to play through it because that's just the mentality is it's not that serious. I can play through this kind of thing, but it gets a little risky because it could become something serious. I think it's a savvy time to take that break. Not only it's a back-to-back, you're playing probably the worst team in the league and if not the worst team in the league one of the worst two mm-hmm. teams in the league in Houston and then you have two games coming up against Denver which it feels like you'd be much more likely to need to be at full strength to win which is weird too because those are almost back to back against the same team I like what you're saying too it's not a good team let's just a hey, take this one if that's what we're trying to do you could still win up. this Houston game. yes oh yeah 100 percent yeah, I do wonder too, Kevin. Though with Luca after a bad game, and Jason Kidd's like, "Hey, maybe you should rest a little bit because you know it right. wasn't the greatest game." And he's like, "Screw you, coach! I'm going to go out there and score fifty on you tonight." A hundred percent. And then he, he does that, that, and then he's like, "Now I'll take a rest." Yeah, see, I can totally see him being like, "No, nah, I, I, I got this." I think that's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. So in this one, I could be like, "Hey, look, buddy, <laughs> you had thirty-five points, buddy, eleven rebounds." In the, the good buddy. Yeah, the good Not buddy. the condescending buddy. <laughs> uh, maybe just a little bit. You have 35 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. I was like, you did a great job. Mm-hmm. Like, let's take a break. Spencer Dinwiddie, you've been on a heater for like the last three games before this one. Let's all just take a break and regroup for Denver. Mm-hmm. Now, to go along with this, I was really curious y'all's thoughts because I was reading an article about, uh, we're, a mo- we're about a month into the season. What? Into the NBA Does this season. Does feel like it, man? Yeah, because of football and stuff. Yeah, we got Because we'll get to Christmas here. and people will be like, oh, yeah. Is is Luka your definite MVP of the first month of the season? I would think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's got a strong showing. I mean, it's kind of hard to to not say. I mean, who who would you pick over him? I Embiid? I, is he in the is he in the discussion? I, mean, I wonder the other Tatum? the He's other two one. that come to mind. Yeah, Tatum and Giannis. But I was going through this article on the Ringer, and they've got Luca as their first month MVP, which I think is certainly reasonable. Before people get bent out of shape and talk about the playoffs and everything like that, like the whole point is it's the first month MVP. So we're that's all we're judging off of uh-huh. is the first month of the season. The two guys that you named, they're not even in the same division, or. Uh, Whatever. Or they just conference? do it. That's, yeah, conference. No, this is across the league. Okay, yeah. okay. that's what I wanted to make baseball's, sure, too. Baseball's the only one that's like, let's give some participation trophies. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What? Whoa. That's it's a good not, point. It's You're not the like AL that. Cy Young. The, yeah, Why yeah. can't I be the whole Cy Young? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. Now that everybody's... <laughs> you guys are bullying me. Yeah. No, but everybody's going to start playing each other now. Like, that, that is kind of different in that it's not split that way, where everybody's now is going to be going after each other. Kevin, can I throw Rudy Gobert out there? He is leading the league we in rebounds. Baseball we're rule, leading the league in rebounds, though, and I, I cherish rebounds. Uh, and so I think they're important, and I think that the rest of the league should, too. I will put him in the mix for defensive player of the year, although they did pick OG Ananobi for their defensive player of the year. Now, coach of the year, I think this is a no-brainer. 
with Jason Kidd. It's not Jason Kidd. Who did you say? <laughs> I said Rick Carlisle. It's, it's not Rick. It is <laughs> not Rick Carlisle. Rick, no. Is <laughs> the Utah Jazz are having an incredible start <laughs> to the season. It has to be yeah. Will Hardy. Like who's he, trying to lose games? I know. And now they're doing a better job. Not. Is they were 10 and 3. And so I know now that they've dropped 3 straight, now they're all like, "Hey, we don't have to lie to the media anymore and be like, what a great job we're doing of winning games. Now we're moving in the right direction." But the start that that team had for a team that everyone was like, they're actively tanking. I cannot tell you how what I would give up to get Clarkson from Utah. Like yeah. I, I, and I've been this way for a while, and I know like his, where he stands with a lot of things, but that's the kind of player, Kevin, when we talk about Dinwiddie, like that's another player right there that I think can do the Dinwiddie role and just a scotch better than Dinwiddie. And then maybe Dinwiddie takes that as a challenge. is like, I'll show you, and I would love that. But if that's the – again, I go back to the playoffs. When everybody else in that team quit, Clarkson was the only one that gave an S yeah. about, that, about that playoff run. No, Steve Nash is not up for coach <laughs> oh, of the year. I have terrible news for you. I did have this text that came in, Kevin, that I really wanted to get to from the 618. Before Derek replaces Mike, I need to hear him call some people names. Because we have, what's what are the nicknames that Mike has for people? Uh, Farchmo McGee. That's one. He likes to call people jacknuts. Uh-huh. That right, I'm yep. a big I'm a big fan of when he calls people jacknuts. So, so you really got to work on that portfolio of the nicknames that you can give people out there for whatever whatever purposes you'd like. So we'll, we'll work on it. We'll I'm work very with afraid you, this is going to turn it. He's going to call someone low energy, and then I'm going to be really concerned about the direction this is going. Yeah, but see, I can't do that. I can't just go after people like that. He's too nice. Yep. <laughs> Most improved player, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Sixth man of the year, Kevin Love. And rookie of the year, at least early on, this is a no-brainer, Paolo Bancaro. So far this season, 23.5 points a game, eight rebounds, four assists. He has had a hell of a start to the season. I'm curious about Shea. Are you a if fan? We can get him. Are you a fan oh, of yeah. his? Oh, Mike yeah. maybe isn't as much of a fan. I can't. I'm just been listening to y'all's conversations about that, and I'm wondering: is he a top five guard? That so the issue that comes along with Shea, and this would be the issue if you were ever going to trade him. But keep in mind, if trade for him, keep in mind the only reason they would ever move off of him is because of this reason: he'll get hurt on you. He can score a crap ton of points, and he is not necessarily just a volume shooter. He can improve from three point. To be certain, he has had a heck of a start for the season, but he will get hurt on you. I think Shea Gilgis-Alexander 100% has the potential to be a top 20 player in this league, but he has had injury problems. The 903, I love how Kevin and Corey straight up talk S to a professional athlete about the wards in his in his sport. Yeah, you know, I had never really thought about that before, I, I but it was like, like our, well, our you friends. only have to be the best pitcher in the AL to get an award, and in all the other sports, they're like, you have to control the, the, the league. entire yeah. league. Yeah, so, which is weird. You because, can answer for that, Derek. Yeah. Nope. No, he will. You guys are a bunch of buttheads. You will not. That, oh, look at the nicknames. I like it. That, see? Well, Move, you got moving it in, in the right direction. We're, we're we, getting there. We corrupted you in three minutes. You <laughs> went from, I'm not going to name call to, you guys are buttheads. 
Wait, are I we wasn't bu- sure if we could say that. So I was no, curious. no, you're okay. fine. My question mm-hmm. is, are we buttheads for the whole show or just our portion of the show? Just for like that, baseball that does? segment, yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's not that. for the whole station. Once we go it's just to the for next our segment, show, we're going to be okay. Okay. <laughs> It'll we're, wash. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, on your home of the Cowboys and the Rangers, and Derek Holland, 105.3 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We got Derek Holland rocking with us all day long and right now. Brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. It's Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. What's going on? Well, wanted to talk with you first and foremost about the least surprising news ever that came out yesterday. Is that the Cowboys and Packers was the most watched game of the season. Where now, I believe, the Cowboys have the most watched Sunday night game, Monday night game, CBS slotted game, and now the most watched game across all platforms this so year. So let's not fool ourselves when we start talking about their, you know, waning popularity, right? Well, what do you think the percentage breakdown is of people that watch those games that are for versus against? Because oh, it might be 50-50. I could totally see that because it's not zero. It's a lot higher well, than there's zero. there's still that, that hate element out there. But, you know, as long as they're paying attention to you one way or another— uh, Tech Shram taught uh, this franchise that long time ago. Doesn't matter if they're saying good things or bad things, just as long as they're saying about you. So it's it wasn't because I think a lot of people would probably ascribe that point of view to Jerry Jones. He's carried and, the torch, Kevin. And he's okay. <laughs> he's definitely yeah, carried he that torch. He learned it from Tex, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, and you know, and let's not uh, diminish the popularity of the Packers either. No, that's that's very fair. I saw a, I think it was Bobby Belt who tweeted out 
going to that stadium because I've never been there. He said it's so weird. It's like somebody put a stadium down in the middle of Grapevine. Yeah. No, um, not in the middle of Grapevine, in the middle of a neighborhood in Grapevine. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean it's and it's a it's a economic stimulus for the neighborhood because as you drive in on this little two lane road, uh, everybody's parking cars in their front yard. So I'm sure they're charging, right? Yeah. And you can see how the price got increases as you're closer to get to the stadium. And then at one point, maybe we were about three or four blocks away. uh, There was two, uh, I assume they were cowboy fans since they had cowboy gear on coming out of the front door of the house. And what the people do there, they rent their houses out for the weekend. And, wow, and, that's and, smart. And make money because uh, the 2014 playoff game there, uh, I had surprisingly uh, uh, kind of an acquaintance, and they, they went to the game. And I said, well, how'd you get tickets, first of all? And they said, well, it wasn't that hard. They were, you know, you could buy them online, and we didn't really pay too much over a face. And I said, and how'd you find a place to stay? And they rented a house, and it was like six of them. And so it wasn't very expensive for two nights. That's smart, Kevin. So yeah, wow. It it it, and they've built now a entertainment district to one side of the stadium, and there's a small hotel, and then there's just a stream of shops and restaurants and whatever else there, uh, and it, it ends up. You know, I didn't. No one seemed to mind that it was 35 degrees, because uh, the tailgating was bigger than any place you've seen probably. Do you ever like? covertly just mix in with the tailgaters you know i almost did um i i do something for uh, star sports tours and and they have like a reception tailgate for the people that they bring in yeah and uh i said yeah i think i i have time ahead of time and then when i walk to the stadium from the bus it's like yeah it's probably a little too cold for me out here so I didn't do it, but I'll walk around the stadium underneath. I mean, in the you know, in the corridors and stuff, and um, it's pretty neat. I mean, it's a it, it's it's a bucket list for sure for everybody to say you've been there. I will. Uh, I'll have to check that one off. I had a, a bunch of friends actually that made up their way up to that one. Unfortunately, as long as you know, and the only thing you got to remember when it's cold, cold, it's bleacher seating. So those are mental benches you're sitting on. <sighs> That means it's going to be cold, but they haven't yeah. changed a lot. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like the old stadium here, the no, the old baseball stadium, Kevin. When it the blue the, stadium the with all the bleachers, out there. That yeah, was yeah, or like you're going to a high school football game. Somebody texted this in, Mickey, and we kind of discussed this a little bit yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, the Dak's really good against division opponents, and w- we were kind of trying to figure out what maybe what the reason is, why, or maybe even the Cowboys in general. And I know that. Jason Garrett was really big on it. Bill Parcells had talked about it whenever I was interning with you about you got to focus on them first. But Dak does really well against this division. Well, yeah, and I guess the Cowboys in general. I don't know if it's just, you know, I guess when you win, like last year, what did they go, 6-0 and against the division? Yeah. They won every one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that certainly helps. Um, Dak, Dak's rookie year. Um, you know, two of the three losses that year were to the Giants, and I think one by one and one by three or something like that. Um, so, yeah, they have played well. I mean, they've dominated the division mostly, if, if you think about it. So, 
probably, you know, an offshoot of that is beating the teams in your division. I don't know that there's a priority placed on that game or those games because if you're doing that, what about the other ones? You know, did you cheat yourself? Mm. So, um, yeah, we'll see here. These uh, these next two games, uh, I think, uh, will give us a better idea of where this team is going. So after they win those next two games, Valid. then you'll be excited. Well, about- then you'll say, ah, oh, this this might be for real. Okay. You know? At at worst, you better split it, and the split better be you beat the Giants, right? Yeah. Just for division uh, purposes, because uh, you're I know. Uh, you're only one game behind them, and, and you know if you can't catch the Eagles, and who knows what's going to happen, you'd least like to have a higher seed if you're a wild card team. The Cowboys brought in three different centers yesterday. Was there some roster moving and a shakings? Well, if if you think about it, um, you know the the backup center uh, at this point has been uh, Shepley. He's on the practice squad, and they've elevated him uh, a couple times already. Uh, and I, you know, I'm not sure they want to add him to the 53-man roster. Uh, so you better have somebody you can keep elevating to be the backup center. Remember, they lost Forniak. He, yeah, he's injured, uh, and so Shepley's been the backup guy. And I don't know, you know, what they can tell from him uh, in practice. Uh, he's been uh, a pretty good player in, in the Canadian Football League over the years. Uh, but again, uh, maybe they're looking for, when it comes to the center position, just somebody else so they can keep elevating somebody instead of having to sign a backup to the practice squad, and maybe they're hoping Forniak can get back. Uh, I'm not sure on that one. And then the wide receiver? Yeah. Antonio Callaway? You going to start? He has a serious history of knuckleheaditis. That is true. Yeah, oh, that dear. is true. I've seen a couple of those moments. You've seen the the bio? Yeah. I mean, I think he's been suspended more games from college to the three years in the NFL than he's actually played. But this is the place where uh-huh. he can come and revitalize. Turn him around. Yeah, that can, uh-huh. this is definitely the place, Mickey. I'll let you hold your breath on that <laughs> one. <laughs> I, will, I, will. <laughs> I believe that means Mickey does not think that this is the place yeah. where it's all going to well, be turned Well, I mean, around. I don't know, but, I, you know, it's like, you know, the history kind of speaks for itself, and it's not like uh, they're looking at him to come in here and be some sort of savior, right? And And maybe they just needed more help on the – on the practice squad. Not sure, but I mean, he hasn't played in games since what? 2020. Right. Yeah. So let me know. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely will. I'm not going to get too excited about that one. As we turn our attention to Minnesota, Mickey is, you want to talk more about that? Why? Well, (laughs) I'm sure we have plenty of time to do that. Well, the, what is that stadium like is it is it is it a place that's just very difficult to play or is it is what kind of yeah it's a neat you know what it's a neat uh it's a neat indoor stadium uh i think uh the way they built it and uh tried to um you know the the roof is kind of clear so you can see through and um yeah and 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 i thought i mean i trying to remember the impression it made the impression it made on me 
the last time I was there is they did a good job in the corridors uh, and especially on the suite levels and where the press box is, is of honoring their history. A lot of pictures, uh, newspaper type things uh, blown up on the wall. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't know that it's as loud uh, as the Metrodome. Okay. Because the Metrodome seemed like loud, yeah. the Metrodome, it, the, the roof wasn't that high, and I think it compacted the noise. And then maybe it was because the press box was basically um, just above the whatever level we were on of the stands. So we were, it, it was it was open air. Right there in the mix. Yeah, and you can hear everything, right? And people shouting at you sitting in the press box. Uh, that one always gives me a kick because it's like, what are you yelling at us for? <laughs> you know, even in Philadelphia, the people that sit in front of where the visiting media is, and I don't know why they call it visiting, it's the press box, right? It's, it's not media. like you're there cheering for the team or anything. <laughs> and they'll start banging on the windows and yelling at you. Nice. Right? And it's like... Come on, be civilized. That is a home field And they have no idea what the media does, right? That just gives you an indication. But uh, at the Metrodome, yeah, you you might as well have been sitting in the stands. And that's the way it it used to be uh, at the Superdome in New Orleans. Um, You know, you were just basically right out there uh, with the people. And then they moved the press box as high as high can be in that Superdome. Excellent stuff, as always, good sir. I'm just picturing people marching up to the press box right now, trying to yell at you. We will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they don't even know who we are. Did right? you see what Kirk Cousins just, just did? yell at you, right? It, if it's they just could, amazing. if they could see through the mirrors, I would, or through the window, I would just put like your mom goes to college on a little <laughs> sign and just put it up there to see if I can agitate people. Mm-hmm. We will uh, talk with you again tomorrow, sir. And then I'll give you the update update on the old RFK press box. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, looking forward to it. I am here for that. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Real quick, and I had a question for you guys. There's going to be a Shaq four-part documentary coming out next week on HBO. I want to know the behind the scenes on that guy. Like, I really do. Okay. The first episode is going to talk about the rise or from Shaquille to Shaq. And then second episode is going to talk about his time with the Lakers. Third episode... The fallout when things don't go so well with the Lakers. And then the fourth part sounds like the part people might not care about as much as he transitions into the media. I mean, or really, maybe people will love that part. It really does stink that you that we've been seeing a lot of things that involve Kobe, but we don't get to get the complete Kobe side from a lot of these things still at this sure. point. And, you know, as he's, as he's older and matured and... You know, does he have different perspective on things? He had a great personality from things I'm starting to see now. Uh, but I, I am definitely, Shaq's one of those guys. I love the John Sally story where he's like, you know, Shaq never paid for sex. He paid him to go away. <laughs> he would give him money to say, get out of here. I don't even want you around here anymore. Wow. What a gig if you can get it. <laughs> We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, Baseball Buckets with Corey Majors and Derek Collins. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about this pitching situation now that the Rangers have lots of money to spend. Next to the fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Mike's at home taking care of one of his sick kiddos, but we've got Derek Holland in his stead, and right now, 
It's time for baseball buckets with Corey Majors and Derek Holland. You have the music playing. He does. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chuck Morgan, my hero. He's so awesome. How much would you like it if he had? We had audio that replied like, "You're welcome, welcome, welcome." <laughs> that would be really cool too. Now don't do the wave, wave, wave. Um, which they were doing that in Germany during the football Man. game, Kevin. German fans are amazing. Irvin says that they're probably going to play two games there next year. That's his suggestion. And they're eventually going to move a team there. The um, I saw this this morning, and I wanted to ask Kevin first. Okay. And then Derek, uh, we'll try to figure out what your baseball knowledge is shortly. Yes, um, the Evan Grant was wrote a story about Martin Perez's deal and right. where that puts you now. I'm not sure that I think that Martin Perez is a twenty million dollar pitcher, Kevin. Sure. But it does put the Rangers in a good financial position to go acquire more pitching. My question to you is, they have three pitchers in their starting rotation lined up at $37.1 million this year. That's three for third. That's about what? 12 million 12 a 12.3 million a pitcher. That's good. Yeah. And it allows you to go spend a lump sum on somebody else because you're looking at gray and those guys and you're like, all right, we're good there. Maybe. I don't know. I still have questions. If you do not get DeGrom or Rodon and you have to settle for, let's say like Uvalde or Chris Bassett or one of those other second tier guys, maybe you get a couple of those guys. Like yeah. maybe you get Jamison. Is it Tylon? Maybe you get one of those guys for, and you can get a couple of them. Are you disappointed that you did not get one of the top two pitchers? And is it a failure on the Rangers' part by adding two quality pitchers, but maybe not one really elite pitcher? Yeah, because then I kind of wonder why we have so many placeholder pitchers. Because the bigger goal is still hoping that your wins and your lighters, not next year, but eventually will be ready to go. So I thought the whole idea of spending on pitching was to like, try to get some game-changing folks in here. Otherwise, I don't think it's going to make you competitive. Like, this was a bad team last year. Okay, It's not like they were on the cusp of mattering. They weren't. And so I think next year is going to be tough to make an impact unless you, like, go big, big, big. But then I know people will argue, is that the way you want to go? Or do you want to just wait it out until the kids are all ready? Derek, when you look at this rotation, if you were to add two more pitchers instead of one... Would you would you say, man, that's good quality? Like, if you were to get Uvalde or a Bassett or somebody like that, are you are you looking like, man, this is a pretty decent rotation? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously the goal you want to go get Rodon, I think, is the the better of the two, which we can dive into that later. But we will. I, I think, uh, yeah, if you can't get those guys, yeah, get a Bassett. The other thing, uh, a guy that I think should be looked at too, if you can't get those guys, he's gonna be cheaper, is uh, Quintana. Yes, uh, Q is. I play with him. He's a he's a competitor. He's very very good when it comes to going the distance. He's a guy I think that would help out because as of right now, wouldn't Martin be the only lefty in the rotation? I believe is Odorizzi uh, righty. He's a righty. Okay, then yes. So you, to me, I would at least my goal is a if I was a pitching coach, I would love to have at least my goal would be two lefties in the rotation. That would be the ideal thing, so you can break up the the whole righties. Uh, but on top of that, yeah, I, I just think we got to go get some guys. You need pitching. That was the big key for the Rangers is they just lacked pitching. Now uh, the, I think you're also going to see a stride, though, from Dane Dunning. 
Oh, you think so? I think so. I keep I think forgetting see. about Dunning in this conversation. And clearly, Evan Grant did not pencil him in either, and I don't know if the Rangers... I thought there, there were multiple times in the season where I thought he had locked in his 2023 starting spot, but it appears as though that is not the case because I feel like Oda Rizzi is the guy who would, like, sub in for him. Not just in terms of, like, the level of move that is, and they might still look for two other pitchers. Martin Perez coming back doesn't help his case either. I think he'll get plenty of starts here because that's just the nature of the game, but I don't know if he'll start in the rotation. And that's the thing, too. If he doesn't, he could be your guy that comes out of the pen. He could be your long reliever, yeah. too. You never know. That's the thing is what's great about this is having that competition. I know we've heard Jerry talk about having Dak and Cooper. That was great to have two good quarterbacks competing at yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, but I think this would be another key situation of having that same thing is the more starters you have going into spring training, it puts a little bit more pressure on Dane, which I think that's something that he, he kind of needs going forward with this is having that competition, having that competitive edge into the uh, spring training to get yourself ready. And if he's not where you want him to be, you can put him in the bullpen. So I think that would be good too, is having him as a long reliever as well. The, you know, Kevin, that's the, the big, we're trying to figure out all these pieces. JD was big on, well, until I get my rotation set, I don't need to go trade and add relievers to this thing because I need to make sure that we have the starting pitching that's going to get us there. We have they ha y'all had the roster, y'all had the lineup. Right. Uh, like it was murderer's row trying to pitch against those guys. I can't even imagine. But it was always kind of this. All right, are we there? There. All right, now we can squeeze. We can go get a Mike Adams. We can go get this and add that to it. And that was that conversation. So I still think they're that far away from being there, but maybe they have that stable and some of these other younger pitchers and they can do it. It's just, there were a lot of blown leads last year and we got to be able to get to that now. Well, that's the thing you need, not only the starting, but you're going to need bullpen help. Yeah. Too. So that's why it's good to have as many pitchers. Pitchers are, it's something you need. So why not get quite a few and Hey, you know what? You might not be a starter. You might be better in the bullpen. Yeah. Those are the things you don't know. And at the same time, if let's say for instance Dane Dunning goes to the pin, okay, now if something happened to your rotation, he's still stretched out enough to where he can go right into the rotation if need be. So that's a good thing about having a long reliever. Now, Grant, yeah, he's not going to get as much innings and as much work, but that's also coming down to the pitcher of keeping yourself where you need to, throwing your bullpens and all that stuff. Now, Kevin, I don't know if you heard him say, but he thinks that Rodon's the guy. And somebody 100%. just somebody just said that uh in no world is oh Rodon my. better than DeGrom. Okay, that's that's fine. He's he's not. But who has stayed on the field recently longer? You tell me, Rodon or DeGrom. Kevin, you have the facts in front of you. And, was, and, and here's the thing, too. I want to throw this out there. Yes, I know that when DeGrom's out there, it's like a video game. <laughs> but Choppy even said this earlier when we were talking about during crosstalk when we were off. Do you want a guy who's going to... And I love DeGrom, so I don't want this to come off as I, I'm not into this guy, but... Literally, do you want a guy who's going to make 11 starts or do you want a guy that's going to go 25 to how, 30? Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask. How confident are you in that? Because very the last two years, yes. But before, like even last year, he had some injury struggles. And Correct. then the couple years before that, he missed some time. So, But do. that's where, so, okay, with that, that's where you get into, okay, if we're going to sign DeGrom, it can't be anything long term at the most two years oh, because he's got you all need kinds to, of, yeah. You got to make sure he's showing healthy, which that's what Carlos has done. Is Carlos in the past two years has shown he's healthy, gone the distance in inning wise. I mean, he came off of Tommy John, went 130 innings 
which is very high for a guy to do after Tommy John surgery in high leverage innings, which he did. And he pitched in the postseason, too, on top of that. And then you got the next year, which he was in San Francisco. I don't he know exactly how many ex- innings. He was he excellent. Was incredible. 178. He was so, excellent. He continues to improve each time. And on top of that, I can't say enough about the – I get it. I played here. But the Rangers training staff is top-notch. Okay. Now, yes, that could play into DeGrom and helping him and keeping him on the field. But at the same time, you don't – I want a guy that I'm actually more sure of right now. And Rodon is the guy that's more – I'm sure of. I, I took healthy. it from a value perspective as well because I'm willing to wager that Rodon will cost about ten million dollars less per year, give or mm-hmm. take. So you're trying to you're trying to use coupons. Oh here. yeah, I'm always trying to use coupons. Okay, all right. Hey, the second I find out that we have an ownership group that has no care in the world about how much anything costs, then I'll stop couponing. You don't it want up. you don't want a Lamborghini. Like that, Degrom is we the Lamborghini, isn't he? We can't afford it. I mean, look. You, you can afford you can. the Lamborghini if you have a couple of a couple uh, yeah. of really nice Audis. If, okay, let me ask you this. If we can get DeGrom on a one-year deal to show for him to market himself and show he's healthy, which it's, it's going to be unheard of. Yeah. It's not, it's, this is just That's not going to happen. Yeah. And then you can go out and get Carlos, too. That's now a whole what? that's a whole different deal. I'm I would have lots that. of Let's questions about why he would leave the Mets if that's what he was mm-hmm. doing. But well, he's happen, already saying that he, he likes it here. He likes Texas. He said he wants to play for the Rangers. Uh, he but, put it out there. Okay, but the reason, and I, there's nobody who could change my mind about that. The reason he said that is because Texas is desperate to overpay for pitching. I do not think there is one iota of him as a person who's like, I would like to go to a franchise that is inconsequential currently in the baseball standings and then leave a team that is for anything less than money. Interesting. Yeah, but I think he's looking at what this offense has, what the potential could be, and the thing that they're lacking is what? Pitching. I can be that guy is what he's telling himself. I'm hoping. That's what I, I don't know, man. Like, this is, this is where I'm trying to whittle it down and figure out the difference in the players, and I'm really, that's a... But that's why I'm curious. Like, who? if you really had to pick right now, who gotta, are you going to take? I got to get to the playoffs. And right. how are you going like, to get at there? At this point, I, I'm not there. And so I need a, pl- a pitcher that can help me get there. I have to go with Rodon. Right. Now, once I get to that point where I have, like I said, a couple of really nice Audis, then I'll add my Lamborghini. Audis? Yeah. I'm going to say Audis. Like a car, vehicle. not a belly button. I was gonna say a it's belly not button? cheap, but it's a, yeah, not an Audi. <laughs> no, That's what I was curious. It's not, it's not super cheap, but it's reliable. It does the work. It's, it's something that a lot of people are like, man, I wish I had one of those. And then, then whenever I have that stable, I can say, give me, give me the big one. But I feel what's going to happen too is if we let's say we go get Degrom, Rodon walks, we, he goes somewhere else, Cubs, whatever. Now we're sitting here, and let's say Degrom gets hurt. Now we're going to literally come back and be saying, "Man, we should have went and did this." It's over I'd rather, easy time. I'd rather go get <laughs> Rodon and not have to deal with that issue. Where we know right now we've seen his pat his track record. Yes, I get it. Before the two years, he was a little injury prone. But he's shown these past two years he's not, whereas DeGrom has been hurt past few years. Yeah, no, that would really it would really kill your and chances I'm, to get to the playoffs. And that's the thing. Like you said, I'm not getting somebody that I have to wait for. Okay, well, if we get the playoffs, he's there. No, I need somebody now so we can get to the playoffs. Ranger fans want to be in the playoffs. They don't want to just go there and get out. They want to get in, and they want to do their job and get to the World Series and win it. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, Peace-a-thon is in one week. Here's some of the cool stuff we've got, what we're doing, and why. We'll do that next right here on The Fan. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.